Welcome to the Living Room Podcast. The Living Room is the college ministry at Buckhead Church in Atlanta, Georgia. For more information, you can check out the Living Room ATL on Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this talk. My goodness, yeah, yeah. Can we just cheer one more time? Incredible, incredible, incredible. Hey, if we've never gotten the opportunity to meet before, my name is Matt, and I get to lead the team here at the living room, and uh, this is week two of the semester, and if you were with us a couple weeks ago for fall kickoff on August 29th, you know it was an incredible night, but um, I'm believing that tonight is going to kind of take it a step further, um, that each Monday is just going to get a little bit better, and uh, before we even dive in tonight, I just want to say this up top, like I think tonight has the potential um, to, to absolutely shift the trajectory of your life. In fact, I'll take it a step further. I think for a few of you in the room tonight, maybe for quite a few of you in the room tonight, I think tonight is going to be the night that does shift the trajectory of your life. And what I mean when I say that is, is I think that tonight you're gonna hear some truth, you're gonna hear some wisdom, and not only are you gonna hear it, but you're gonna receive it, and you're gonna say yes to applying it to your life, and as a result, you're gonna be convinced that, man, I'm gonna shift and I'm gonna go in a new direction. And because of that, your life will be on a totally different trajectory than it was about 30 minutes ago when you walked in these doors. So before we dive in, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pray for that. I'm gonna pray for that and then we're gonna dive in. So Heavenly Father, tonight we just on the front end say thank you for what you're gonna do. You're already moving in an amazing way. God, you've moved so far in, in the time of worship we just had. God, you're gonna continue to move. And God, I just pray that... Um, we would sense you moving and that we would allow you to move us each individually where you want us to go. And so God, we love you. We thank you for this community called The Living Room. It's in your mighty name we pray. Everybody said, amen, amen, amen. So um, tonight we're kicking off this new series here at The Living Room called Living My Best Life. Living My Best Life. You've heard it said before, I'm sure a lot of times like people saying this, maybe it's a phrase that you say often, you know, you're like, yo, I'm living my best life. And we say it in different contexts for sure, but typically it's like when someone asks you, you know, like, hey, how are you doing? Like, how are things going? You're like, oh, I'm just living my best life. Like you just got that job or that dream internship or that promotion and you're like, yeah, I'm living my best life, you know, or you, you thought you were gonna fail the test, but you actually just got like a C on the test. And you're like, yo, living my best life. Or when you're at somewhere that you were excited to be at, like maybe for some of you, you walked in tonight and you're like, oh, Chick-fil-A for dinner. Come on, living my best life, you know? living my best life. And over the course of the next couple of weeks, we're gonna be talking about this idea and, and really where we're, what we're, the direction we're headed is we're gonna talk about some topics that we feel like if you could really soak in wisdom when it comes to these areas of your life that you actually would be on the path of living your best life. Because I think sometimes we have misconceptions, right? About what living your best life really looks like, like what it means. And so over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna kinda talk about that. And tonight I wanted to kick uh, off the series by sharing a story with you. So um, I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Any, any fellow people in here from the Lou? You're from St. Louis, let's go. Oh, someone, you're from St. Louis? My good, I expect there to be no one because there's never anyone. And I'm always like, cool, uh, but that's awesome. We should chat afterwards, that's amazing. It's cool to meet people from the, Jalen, you're not from St. Louis, bro. 
Oh, okay, you raise your hand for someone else. We'll talk later. Uh, but that's amazing. Yeah, I love you, Jalen. You're awesome. Uh, but yes, yeah, I'm from St. Louis, born and raised. And my now wife, she is from South Carolina. Um, but when we first met, uh, we, we were dating long distance for like two and a half years. We met doing a summer internship, right? And uh, she was in Clemson, South Carolina at the time, going to Clemson University. I was in St. Louis attending online college. And, uh, and so I would like from time to time go and visit Anne, my wife wife in, in, in South Carolina. And I'd like spend time with her and her family and her friends, you know. And every time I would come back home to St. Louis after spending the weekend or however many days in South Carolina, uh, the same thing happened time and time again. And at this point in my life, I was going to school to be a teacher, like I, just in full transparency, I wanted to be a PE teacher, a gym teacher, and I wanted to coach basketball. That just made sense to me. Like, just sports all day and then basketball coaching on the side, you know, like that's what felt good. And so like I was in these courses, uh, taking classes and like I was coaching middle school basketball to get some experience there. That was interesting. And then I was like, you know, um, taking uh, education courses and so I was substitute teaching from time to time, like in elementary classes, middle school classes, high school classes, all of that. And every time that I would coach or teach, almost without fail, I would have someone like interrupt and be like, um, Mr. Noblet, or if it was like, you know, in elementary, they'd be like, Mr. Matt. And I was like, yes, what do you need? And they're like, um, where are you from? And I would always be like, why are we asking this? What do you mean, where, where do you think I'm from? And they would always be like, well, maybe like California or Texas or the one I got a lot, which always caught me off guard was, are you from Australia? <laughs> to which I was like, Australia, what? I, I get you bro with Texas or California, but Australia, what are you talking about? And they'd be like, well, we don't really know. We can't really figure out your accent and like your voice, you know? And I realized, cause it was like frustrating me. Like I'd come home and I'd be like, yo, do I sound like I'm from Australia? And they'd be like, no, you don't. Uh, Texas, no, no. And so it was like frustrating me. But then I finally realized what, what, what was happening. Like I'd go visit Anne in South Carolina and I'd spend time with her family and her friends. And like they all, most of them had like pretty deep Southern accents. And so I'd come back home and I'd pick up like this Southern twang mixed with my Midwestern natural accent. And it was just weird, you know what I'm saying? Like it, people were like, we can't figure this out. And so for a while it bothered me, but then I just started to realize like, hey, there's a principle at play here. Like the people that you spend time with, eventually over time, you start to talk like them. You, you even sometimes start to sound like them. You start to act like them. You start to, to think like them. There's just this principle and it's this that your friends become the people like the, you, I'm sorry, we skipped one, I think. Uh, that was supposed to be different. It was supposed to be you become like the people you are around. Yeah, your friends become like the people we are around. I don't know, we messed that up. But you know what I'm saying, let me explain a little bit. It's probably on me. Is that the people you spend time with ultimately impact who you become, the way that you sound. Do we change it? You become like the people you're around. There it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're real. Here's what I mean, like if you're around people who gossip a lot and like, you know, you go to the coffee shop with your girls and y'all don't say this. You're like, oh, we're just hanging out, we're catching up, but what are you doing? You just gossip left and right. You're like, yo, did you hear about so-and-so? You hear about so-and-so, what happened this weekend? Oh, what, did you hear about that? Eventually you begin to, to gossip. If you're around people who are sarcastic, you're gonna probably develop a little bit of sass. If you're around people who just are negative, like constantly, they're negative you're gonna to start to develop a worldview that's negative and you're gonna assume the worst in every possible circumstance. If you're around people who like to party, like they turn up a lot, you're gonna find yourself partying and turning up when you probably should be turning down and like going to bed or studying. <laughs> For some of you, you're like, oh, that's real. Yeah, praise God, man, preach. <laughs> it, 
if you're around people who are encouraging, then you'll probably start to speak highly of others more often. If you're around people who laugh, who are joyful, who like to have a good time, you'll probably feel this joy rise up inside of you. You'll feel better about life. If you're around people who are positive, then you're gonna start to see the world through a positive lens. You're gonna start to assume the best in situations and circumstances. And see, what I want you to know tonight at the foundation of where we're headed for the next few minutes is this right here. Your friends matter. Your friends matter. The people you spend time with, it matters. And it matters a whole lot in every season of your life, but especially in this one, especially in college. Because college is a season of your life where you are constantly preparing and thinking about what's to come. You're preparing for your future career, your future relationships, your future opportunities, your future goals that you're seeking after. And here's what I know to be true, is that your friendships shape your future. To which I just wanna pause for a second and say time out because I know what some of you are thinking, like there's some guy in the room or girl and you're already like, okay, Matt, I know where you're going with this. Like I'm seeing ahead, you don't have to say it, like say less, you're probably about to convince me and tell me that I should just stay away from bad influences. Like don't party too much, just a little bit, but not too much. Just don't spend too much time with non-Christians, right? Keep coming to church, like do all those things. That's what you're probably about to tell me. And while that's not all bad advice, that's not what I'm suggesting to you tonight. And here's why, because that's not always even possible. Because circumstances will often shape who's around you. Like you have roommates, you have family members, coworkers, teammates, and you cannot always decide the wide circle of people that are going to be around you. But you know what you can choose? You can intentionally choose your inner circle, your inner circle. And this is what I wanna talk about tonight for just a moment. I'm gonna come over to these chairs because you're like, what are these chairs doing up here? There's a purpose. This, these chairs represent your inner circle. So like this chair right here represents you. And on my right and on my left, like this is your inner circle. These are the people in your life that you spend the most time with. The people closest to you like those who know the real you, those who know your hopes, your dreams, your fears, your worries, your desires, and your mistakes. And, and this circle, your inner circle, like it's typically not very big, it's not huge, it's not intended to be. No, it's just a couple of people because isn't it so true that no matter how many people you may know, no matter how many followers you have on social media, you can only really know closely a couple of people, maybe a few. And here's what I need you to know about your inner circle is that no one is an invader of your inner circle. They're invited, whether intentionally or not. And for some of you, you're like, Matt, if, if you were to ask me who sits in these seats, who's a part of my inner circle, I could tell you immediately. Some of you are like, I could tell you immediately who it is. I, I can tell you, like, they've been sitting in these seats. I know exactly who my, who, who's a part of my inner circle. For others of you, it's a little bit more difficult. You're like, yo, give me a minute. Or maybe some of you are like, I, I don't really know. Like, how, how would I go about figuring that out? Like, I think I have an idea, but it's kind of a guess. And, you know, I'm not sure if that person thinks they're a part of my inner circle, but I think they are. Well, let me just give you a helpful question. I think this might kind of be a filter for how you could figure out who's a part of your inner circle. It's this question right here. Who's still with you when life isn't going well? Like, who's still with you when life isn't working out? Because it's easy to have people say they're sitting in these chairs when everything's going good and like, you know, life is, is going great for you. But typically when trouble shows up, that's when people step out. 
So who's still around when life hits hard? Who, who, who showed up for you? Who stayed with you? Who said, hey, I've got you no matter what. I'm with you, I'm for you. And here's why this is important. Here's why we're talking about this tonight. Because did you know that even Jesus had an inner circle? Like, yes, Jesus came for everyone. He came for all people, but he intentionally chose to walk closely with just a few. And so what I want you to know tonight is this right here, your friends, your inner circle will directly impact the direction and quality of your life. Hear me on this. I'm telling you, your friends will directly impact, some could even say will determine the direction and the quality of your life. Another way to say it is this, as they go, you go. As they go, you go. Where they go, you'll eventually go. The way they think, you'll start to think. The things they do, you're eventually gonna start to do those things. As they go, you go. So if this is true, if your friends will directly impact the direction and quality of your life, and as they go, you go, then here's the question we have to think about. Where are you going? Where are you going? Because your direction in life, it, it reveals your inner circle. And your inner circle directly impacts your direction for better or for worse. So tonight, I, I want us to pause and I want us to spend some time evaluating our friends, evaluating our inner circle, but also evaluating ourselves. Because how many of you know that there's actually two parts to every relationship? There's you and there's who? Like there's you and there's someone else? And oftentimes we just focus on the other person when it's like, you're actually the common denominator to every one of your relationships. Like you've been a part of every relationship you've ever been in. And so tonight we're gonna think about our friendships, but we're also gonna think about and evaluate ourselves in this process. So in order to do that, I wanna look at a text that's found in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is a book that's really just filled with so much wisdom. This entire series is gonna kind of be based from the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs was written by who's to believe like one of the wisest people to ever live, a man by the name of King Solomon. And uh, specifically what King Solomon writes in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20, I think is so applicable to this conversation tonight. And this is what it says. It says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. Okay, so it says, walk with the wise and become wise. Meaning, if the people sitting in these seats, the people who are a part of your inner circle are people who are living in wisdom, making wise choices. They're not perfect people, but they're people who are trying to live out wisdom in their lives. Then you're gonna become more wise. You're gonna make better decisions. Ultimately, you're gonna be on the path or headed towards the path that God intends for you to go down in your life. But then he goes on, he says, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Notice he doesn't just say a companion of fools becomes more foolish. He says, no, no, it's actually worse than that. He says a companion of fools suffers harm. Meaning like you could be around people who are foolish and you might be like, yo, yeah, but I'm not making the decisions that they're making. I didn't come up with the idea to do that. But even if that's true, Eventually over time, because of their foolish decisions and because of your proximity to them, you're gonna to start to suffer harm as a result. And some of you know this, you've seen this play out in your life. In fact, maybe the reason, <laughs> think about this for a second, maybe the reason that you feel so confused 
in your relationships. And the reason that you're consistently working through relational pain and conflict is because your friends are living as fools. You ever thought about that? Like, it, 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 someone's like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe it's not so much you. Maybe it's who's sitting in these seats. Like, they're fools. They're not bad people, but they're just choosing to live life in a foolish way, and you're suffering harm as a result. Y'all, listen, the people you walk with determine the path that you take. I know you're like, yo, you've said it differently now in like seven different ways because I want you to get it. In fact, I don't know if you're getting it. So I feel like I need to like, like make this as clear as I possibly can. I need somebody to come up on stage. I have an idea for an illustration. I have no clue how it's gonna go. Um, uh, I, specifically, I need, a, I need a guy. And I, I'm sorry, I should have said that up front. All the girls are like, oh. Um, I need a guy who's stronger. Uh, you're already walking up here. I don't really have a choice. Come on, bro. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, come on up here. Come on up here. We didn't talk about this. Uh, man, come on with the, the Ben and Jerry's. The, wow. You want to trade? We should. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the shoes. I was talking about the shoes. Yeah. Okay. What's your name? Cameron Elamine. Cameron Elamine. Okay. Uh, what school? You're in school? Morehouse College. Morehouse College. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. I didn't finish saying like the requirements for what I wanted, but Cameron, you actually meet the requirements. I wanted a guy who like works out a little bit and you look like you do. Um, and I'll just be honest, your boy uh, is, you know, I, I don't work out as much as I should, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I'm gonna get there y'all in the spring, I'm gonna be a different man. It's gonna be great. Um, I say that every year, but, but Cameron, okay. So you, yeah, you're, you're pretty strong. You're young, you're, you're athletic, you're fit. It's great. Um, where are you from? Houston Texas. Houston, Texas. Come on now. Uh, that's great. So Cameron, here's what we're going to do, okay? I just, uh, I don't want you to get hurt, okay? But I want you to stand up on this chair right here, okay? So stand up. You're good. I tested it out. It should be good for you. Watch the chair like shatter. Um, okay, Cameron, now here's what I want you to do. Again, you're a pretty strong guy. I, I, I feel confident enough to say like you're stronger than me. Um, and so Cameron, I just want you, like don't pull your back out again, don't fall down, but I want you to try your best to just pick me up, okay? Yeah, like for real. He said, really? No, you, you, no, you can't squat, Cameron, just try to pick me up. Really? Try to pick me up, bro. Yeah, yeah, try, come on, Cameron, you can do it. Come on, Cameron, no, bro, oh. Yeah, try again, try, oh shoot, okay, all right, yeah. I was like levitating, you know what I'm saying? Um, Okay, so Cameron, you tried, but it couldn't happen. Now, Cameron, notice, I wasn't like resisting, you know. I was trying to help you out. I was even trying to like, get on my tiptoes. It just wasn't happening. And, and, and it's not because you're not strong. You're strong, bro. It's just it wasn't going to happen. Now, Cameron, I'm going to try to pull you down. And again, because I didn't resist, I don't want you to resist. So I'm just going to let you know this is probably going to be pretty easy. And I don't want you to like, break your ankle. But when I try to pull you down, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, give it up for Cameron. Cameron, you can. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Yeah, good to meet you, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Y'all, here's what I want you to see. Stick with me, stick with me. It's a whole lot easier to pull someone down than it is to pull somebody up. Okay? Hold up, hold up. You just saw this. It's a whole lot easier to pull someone down than it is to pull somebody up. And I feel like this needs to be said because for some of you, you're like, yeah, Matt, my friends are foolish. Like my friends make bad decisions, but you know what? I'm working on it. I'm gonna pull them up. Some of you are dating a fool and you're like, yo. <laughs> Sorry, yo. Oh, watch, 
Watch your toes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> come back. Come back with me. Come back, come back with me. Here's the thing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whether it's the person you're dating, we're not talking about that, but, or if it's a friend, you think, well, you know, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pull them up. I'm, we're, we're gonna work it out. And you might, you might. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's gonna exert a lot of effort on your end. And I don't think you were wired to do that. I just don't. In fact, the Apostle Paul, he wrote this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. He says, do not be misled. He's like, stop fooling yourself. Bad company corrupts good character. He's like, yo, bad company corrupts good character. So no matter how strong your character may be, he's saying eventually over time, if you're hanging around bad company, if you're allowing foolish people to be sitting in these seats, again, not bad people, but people who are living life foolishly, it's just a matter of time before they pull you down. So think about your inner circle for a second, TLR. Are these people pulling you down or building you up? Are these people leading you down a path that you want to take? Are they helping you to grow and develop strong character and integrity and ultimately becoming the man or woman that God has designed you to be? So as we begin to close, I wanna give you three challenges. And for some of you in the room, like you might just need to do one or two of these things. For some of you, you might need to consider doing all three. The first is this, I, I want you to find these people. Like find the people who need to be sitting in these chairs in your life. Who are you looking for, you might ask? Well, you're looking for someone who has the ability to tell you the truth. Like be weary, be cautious, be skeptical of someone who always compliments you but never confronts, who always just tells you what you wanna hear. On the, on the flip side of that, you're not just looking for someone who tells you the truth, but you're looking for someone who can receive the truth, someone who's trustworthy. How many of you know, come on, this is just real talk for a second. How many of you know that your secrets can actually be someone else's pathway to success? Like some of you, this is too real because you've told a close friend, someone who's sitting in these chairs, you've told them a secret in confidence. And you're like, no, nah, they would never betray that. And then like the next day, you were the talk of the school. Why'd they do that? Because your secret was a pathway to their success. And let me just say this, come on. If someone is always telling you other people's business, what in the world makes you think they're not gonna do the same thing to you? Yeah. You're not looking for perfect people but you are looking for people who, who you and them, like your values are aligned. You, you're, you're seeking to go in a similar direction. Ultimately, you want someone who's gonna help you become the healthiest version of yourself. Where do you find these people? Well, show up at the right places consistently and you'll begin to find the right people. That's why we stress, hey, I know TLR is not a perfect place. Why? Because people come here and there are no perfect people. But man, show up consistently. And I think over time, you're gonna start to meet some really good people, possibly some people who could sit in these seats. Number two, find the right people. Number two, develop these friendships. 
Y'all, when you find these people, like it's gonna take a minute until maybe they get into these seats. You have to invest, you have to be intentional. Sometimes you have to be willing to go first. What do I mean by that? I've heard too many times from too many people, myself included, well, yeah, I found this person, they're awesome. I think they could be like a part of my inner circle, but like they don't like ask me questions and they don't show up for me and they don't really open up. Well, have you? Why don't you go first and lead the way? Why don't you start showing up? Why don't you open up? Why don't you ask questions? Because I'm risking being hurt. Y'all, that's called relationships. It's worth the risk. Give others the chance to go second. You go first, you ask the tough questions. You open up, be the friend that you want to have. Let me just say this too, a friend loves you just as you are, but they love you way too much to let you stay there. Like a friend wants to help you grow. We all have growth to do in our lives. Intentional investments over time lead to real relationships. Find these people, develop these friendships. Number three, create some distance. And this is a tough one, but it needs to be said. For some of you, you know exactly who's sitting in these seats and they don't need to be there. Now listen, I know you're like, well, how, how, do, I, how do I do this, Matt? Like, I don't wanna hurt somebody. It's, it's, this friend's been with me for 15 years. Like, I know that they shouldn't be this close, but like, what am I gonna do? Listen, you don't have to disconnect with that person, but they might need to be distanced. Just move down a couple of seats. College is a really awesome opportunity to do that. Naturally, there's probably some distance between you and some people like you've grown up with. And y'all, friendship has always been a big deal. Think about this. You go back to the first book of the Bible, Genesis. God creates the heaven and the earth, and then he creates humanity. He, he create, creates Adam, the first man, the first human being to walk on this earth. And do you know that the first problem on earth that was addressed, it wasn't sin, but isolation? God says, hey, it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for humanity to be isolated. I read a stat this past week, and I think this is probably even like higher in our generation. But a stat said three out of five people experience loneliness on a daily basis. Three out of five people. Not from time to time, not on random occasions, on a daily basis. Do you know what that tells me? You and I, we're not alone in feeling alone. You're not alone in feeling alone. For someone, you can take a deep breath. Oh, I'm not alone. You're not alone in feeling alone. You know what we're all looking for in relationships? Ultimately, we're looking for love. We want someone to deeply care about us. We're looking for belonging. We wanna know somebody and we wanna be known in return. We're looking for purpose. We wanna feel value and we're looking for support. We wanna know that there are some people who are gonna be there for us when life hurts the most. And so two things I wanna challenge you with. Number one, I think for some of you, the step that you need to take is here at the living room, you need to join a community group. Many of you already have. In fact, hundreds of you already have. Our community groups are almost full. You might ask, what's a community group? After service, each Monday night that we gather until about 10 o'clock, you're gonna gather with about 10 to 15 people and a couple of leaders. These leaders are some of the best people you'd ever meet. Like our team has interviewed them, we've background checked them, literally. Like we, we, we tell people no. And they're here to help guide you in conversation. They're here to help you get to know one another. 
And you might be like, well, if I join a community group, am I gonna make my best friends in life? Maybe, maybe not. You might not become best friends with everyone in the group, but my guess is you'll become close with probably one or two people over time. Some of you need to take that step. If you've already signed up for a group, maybe your group's meeting tonight for the first time, or maybe you're coming back and your group met at kickoff and you're meeting again tonight. You don't need to sign up again if that's you, but, but for some of you, you need to take this step and here's how you do it. You just text groups to this number, text groups to that number and you're gonna get a form sent back to you. You need to click on that form and fill it out. Now, here's what you need to know. Space is limited. Like we're close to being full at capacity. And the second thing you need to know, the most important thing is signups close tonight at midnight. So you've got like three hours and six minutes until signups close. Okay, so don't wait. For some of you, this is the best decision you could make in this season of your life to get into a community group. And if you've got, gotten into a community group or you're going to get into one, show up. Don't just sign up and then not make it a priority. No, no, sign up and show up. And why am I saying that? Because I want you to find these people and I want you to develop those relationships. So show up, make it a priority to be here. A lot of our groups, a couple of our groups say, hey, never miss a Monday. I would challenge you to make that your mindset. And the, the last thing I, I wanna say is this, for some of you, you need to embrace a relationship with Jesus. Look, it's the most important relationship in your life. Like if you expect any other person to fulfill all your needs, then you're gonna always end up disappointed but a relationship with Jesus fulfills and it frees you to approach all other relationships in a healthy way. So I, we're gonna close with the song in just a second. The band's gonna sing this song like over you, over our community. I'm gonna have you stay seated for the song. But before we do that, um, I just wanna give some people in the room the opportunity tonight to respond. And I'm gonna give a couple response opportunities. The first one I wanna give is, I just think that there's some people in the room who are like, I've never put my faith and trust in Jesus. And before you can find healthy relationships here, it begins with healthy relationship here between you and God. And for someone in the room, that's you. And you're like, tonight's my night. I want a relationship with Jesus. He loves you, he's for you. He's not disappointed in you. He sees you just as you are. And he says, I wanna meet you right here. God cannot meet you where you hope to be or where you used to be. He can only meet you right where you are. So if that's you, I, I just want you to shoot your hand up. If tonight you, you wanna put your faith and trust in Jesus and you wanna begin a relationship with him. If there's anybody in the room, I just want you to shoot your hand up to where I can see it. Yeah, I see two right here, one right there, yeah. Amen, amen. For those of you who, who say that's me, just pray this prayer with me. You don't have to pray it out loud but I just wanna help you solidify what God's doing in your heart. Just say, Heavenly Father, I confess that I'm a sinner in desperate need of a savior. I believe that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. And tonight I'm choosing to place my faith and trust in Jesus' death and resurrection. And I wanna follow you, Jesus, from this day forward, the best way that I know how, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. It's amazing. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. If you want to stay connected, follow us on Instagram at the Living Room ATL. Remember, TLR fam, we love you, we're for you, and we'll see you next time.